y'all, welcome to Facts, the podcast that brings you authentic stories and lived experience from unique individuals. I'm your host, Kev, and I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Joining me today is Weston Gasberg, an experienced ad sales professional for a Fortune 100 company with a key specialization in data analysis, financial modeling, and revenue forecasting. Outside of his nine to five, he's passionate about music, fashion, design, and architecture. Weston has been able to showcase fashion and lifestyle content on Instagram as a social media influencer and entrepreneur. In this episode, we're going to have a conversation about living life in the 21st century and what are some opportunities out there for the taking. So first and foremost, thank you for being here, my guy. Thank you, Kev, for having me on your platform. Really appreciate it. I'm really uh, liking everything that you've been doing on your podcast as well as your platform. So shout out to you, bro. Really appreciate the opportunity. No, I appreciate that, man. Um, so before we even like dive in, I, I want to do a quick check in. The last time we saw each other was at um, you know, our mutual friend Matt um podcast yes, celebration. Sir. How have you been since then? I've been actually great. Um, around the time where I met you um at his um event, um, I was kind of trying to figure out things, um, a lot of things that I've been working on. And I think now I'm in a so much better place. Um, and I'm just continuously growing, learning more about myself. And yeah, man, like everything is all good over here. That's what's up. What time did you leave though? Because I left like before you, right? Yeah, I was there pretty much till the end, man. Like it started to like rain and stuff like that. So I was there for a minute, man. Like I was having a great time. Hey, I'm not going to lie to you. When, when I left with wifey, we went to um, get something to eat. And then uh, around the same time when we finished eating, it started pouring. So yeah. we didn't drive out there. So I don't it know. Was if, running like crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Yo, the train shut down. I it had was to take actually a- uh, when a girl that I had met there, uh-huh. and she was trying to figure her out. She was like, "I'm gonna take the train." I'm like, "Yo, you gonna take the train?" Yeah. Come to find out, the train was actually flooded. So mm. I don't know how she made it home. Me and my girlfriend, we just took cab, mm. and that was it. <laughs> yeah, we took we took an Uber, and well, the Uber was like wanted some change. It was like one fifty. I'm like, bro, and salute to the Uber driver because when he was driving, he really had to drive like close to the steering wheel because you couldn't really see even with the the window wipers i'm like wow yeah it was very hectic man. yeah it was very hectic i got home pretty late but shout out to my cab driver too like he yeah. got us there safely so like yeah, it was for- crazy <laughs> coming back to brooklyn bro <laughs> yeah for a fact but i'm glad that you're doing good man and let's get started man so real quick i want to kind of i want the audience to kind of get to know you a little bit so can you sure, take sure. us back to when you was younger how did you grow up Sure. So I grew up in Flatbush um, and uh, I stayed, my family stayed in that area till I was about 11 years old. So I have two brothers, one biological brother and then one adoptive brother. Um, and so um, I grew up with my biological brother in Flatbush. Um, and I grew up with two immigrant parents, um, you know, both from Haiti. Um, and so it was ingrained in me at a very young age to like, get at it, right. Get everything out of the mud. I grew up in a, in a house. Um, the house is no longer there. Actually, there's an apartment, um, there now. So it's, it's very interesting. Um, and I grew up with a lot of my family. So I grew up with my grandfather, my grandmother, bunch of cousins, aunts. Um, and it it was a bunch of us. It was probably like (laughs) 10 to 11 of us. So, um, yeah, man, like my childhood, I had a pretty good childhood. There's not much that I can say that I can c- complain about. Mm-hmm. However, I knew from a very young age that I, like my parents struggled, mm-hmm. um, specifically my mom. She struggled a lot, even though at the time I didn't necessarily understand it. I understood it when I grew up, but I just, everything that I got out of life, even as a young child was straight out of the mud. So mm-hmm. that's what's up. And yeah, man. You mentioned you mentioned that you're from Haiti. Like, how was yes. that? Like, because I know that they have their own culture and stuff like that. Food, 
Yes. Right? Yes. So, you know, growing up um, with, you know, two Haitian parents, um, so to speak, it, the culture is very different than somebody who is, you know, foundationally from, you know, America, so to speak. Um, I think they ver- they stress the importance of going to school a lot, mm-hmm. probably more so than like people that are actually born in America, right? Um, they stressed for me to take every opportunity and not really like, you know, turn away from anything, right? It doesn't matter, right? Like you have to start somewhere. So it's it was very different culturally, especially as as me growing up in the US, right? Because it doesn't matter, you know, where your family from, mm-hmm. but like you per se, you're in the US, you're in America. So you go to school and it's different, right? Like what you experience at school is totally different than what you experience when you come back home. So it's like I was navigating two worlds um, at the time. And even now, right? I, yeah. I, I love my background. I love being Caribbean amongst <laughs> other things. You know what I'm saying? Great food, great culture, great p- people. But I think there is a great distinction between somebody who's born um, in America and then also somebody that's born in another country. No, for sure. And um, I, I think in Flatbush, like, if you keep going further down... Um like going towards like Prospect Park, I think over in that area, they have a Haitian population, like um, its own community. Yeah. And they're very strong down there. Um, yeah. I know some politicians, sometimes when they're doing, they, you know, their little advocacy and stuff like that. And they from Flatbush, like you represent Flatbush. Yeah. That's one of the first spots they hit because they, you know, they, they, yeah. they culture, they, you know, what they stand for is very unique. Yeah. You know what I mean? See, so I grew up in the, um, the 90s. And during the 90s, it was just, Flatbush was just a whole bunch of Caribbean people. Mm-hmm. So my block was just like Haitian, Jamaican, yeah. Puerto Rican. It was just an influx, influx of different, uh, you know, um, nationalities and from people from different places. You know what I mean? So I grew up in a very diverse environment. So mm-hmm. all of this gentrification stuff is is fairly new, right? Yeah. So I, t- I, was, <laughs> I was telling you right before we started this that I moved back to Flatbush. I'm back in Flatbush right now, and it's totally different than mm. when I was like growing up in here. So yeah, the cool thing is that you still see the diversity, but I, I do For see sure. like the you know more white people coming in. Um, one time I was at Walgreens, and um, so this Jewish lady, you know, I had no problems with her, but my thing is that I was online waiting for something, and she literally just skipped me. I'm just like, bro. Yeah, that happens a lot. I'm, and I'm and she's looking at me like I, I, I just went to her. I'm just like, nah, man, this is crazy, man. But yeah, man, I definitely agree with you. But let me um, ask you this question. What is one experience that shaped who you are today? So uh, this is a, it's a great question, actually. And this question kind of hits home for me because not many people know that I've kind of experienced. Uh, I've went through a lot, right? And mm. I think the biggest thing that I ever went through, biggest challenge that I ever went through was, so back in 2010, I was in college. I was going to a top school uh, for criminal justice. Um, if you're from New York, you probably know about it. Anyway, um, and at the time, I was on my way to go get my girlfriend at the time so that we can go, you know, to work together because we worked at the same place. And when I went to, you know, go get her and pick her up, I was then physically assaulted by a police officer. Oh, wow. Um, And that situation kind of happened with me trying to protect her, long story short. Um, And for a while, I thought my life was, like, over, right? Um, I think it's important to, like, let you guys know, right, you know, let the audience know that when I grew up and having, you know, and being in a, in a Caribbean household, right? Like, you know, getting locked up or getting in any situation with the police was like, you avoid that, right? Yeah. You avoid that. Specifically being a black man in America, you avoid that. You try to avoid it. And so in that situation, I've replayed that situation 10,000 times. Like, 
would I do anything uh, different? And, you know, the, the older I get, I can come to the realization that, no, I wouldn't, you know, like that scenario itself taught me a lot. It ter- taught me to like be resilient and to persevere and to, despite being in a really messed up situation to just make the most of it. I legit thought my life was over, man. Yeah. Like legit. Yeah. That's powerful, man. I mean, I'm glad that you, you are here to this, you know, to this day to like kind of speak on it because that situation could have played out way differently. You know what I mean? And you always, you watch the news, you see things happen. Even like, even last year during the pandemic, how you had all these protests going on with Joy Floyd. So, I mean, we live in a society where like, you know, the system is not really working and, you know, there's certain people who are abusing it and, you know, it's, it's, it's sad to say, but it's one of those things that we can't control. Um, and that's going to take a, it's going to take much longer to, to change. Right. And I, the good thing is that I'm optimistic is that, you know, I'm, I am seeing a little bit of change, but I feel like in this generation, people are taking that little change. Like, Oh yeah. Everything is kind of like done. Oh yeah. We're going to worry about this no more, but that's not true. So agreed. 100%. That's crazy. Yeah, like, you know, I've never really shared this with a lot of people. There's people that know me to this day and probably don't know about this wow. like, situation. Yeah. And at the time that it happened, I just kind of, you know, I kept it to myself. I don't think that there was much visibility, if any, during the time when it happened. And so, you know, I'm a type of person in general when life kind of gives me shit, um, so to speak. I kind of just make the most of it and try to make the most of it. And at that time, I just did not know how to process everything, process my feelings, process the experience. Mm-hmm. But now I can, right? Now I see the other side of that. And I really understand to your point too, like I could have been dead. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? The situation could have been a lot worse. Um, and thankfully it wasn't, right? But the experience itself showed me that despite anything that I go through, like mm-hmm. I can survive it. You yeah, know what for me? sure. Yeah. And what about your partner? Because your partner was there, right? Like, what was Yeah, her? so this was my ex-girlfriend, actually. So okay. this was my ex-girlfriend during a time, uh, like, I had just recently graduated um, high school, and I was just starting college. So, mm. you know, I, that's not my current girlfriend oh, God, <laughs> right now. But, <laughs> yeah, like, and and uh realized, because it wasn't my battle to fight, right? Yeah. I wasn't, it wasn't me, so to speak. Yeah. I got involved trying to protect her because she was getting physically assaulted yeah. by a police officer. But that's so, what kings do though. Exactly. You know what I'm so saying? I so. <laughs> Yeah. So that's why I said I replayed the 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 situation ten thousand times in my mind. Like, would I do anything different? And I'm just like, no, I wouldn't. You yeah. know, like at the time I had to step up and do what it is that I felt was right. And mm. I still feel like a hundred percent right. And I just dealt with it the 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 crazy thing about it is that I didn't know everything that was going to follow after that, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, they tried to give me a felony, like, my whole life, bro. Yeah, that's like, crazy. Like, my whole life. And you going to school. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, that, that you can know? have an impact on your education. Yeah, and I was doors. thinking about all of that. I was yeah. thinking about all of that, and it was interesting because when the rest of the police officers came and stuff like that, and they looked in my book bag, because I had my laptop, you know, the police officer threw my laptop and everything like that. Um, then they went, went through my, um, belongings and they found my ID. They were like, wait, he goes to so-and-so's school. Yeah. I'm not going to say the name of the school. Yeah. Like he's trying to be a cop because the, 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 the whole point of this story is I was going to a specific school mm-hmm. to major in criminal justice, a top school mm-hmm. in order for me to become a cop mm-hmm. in order for me to go into like special, special services and all that other stuff, because that is what I thought that I wanted to do at that time. Yeah, for sure. So it was just interesting that this all kind of played out. Yeah. Um, 
But it's crazy how like <laughs> it, it, it had to take him seeing that you were a student to kind of like avoid from taking it to the next level. No, it wasn't him. It's actually his uh, coworkers. Oh, co- oh, yeah, okay. after the whole situation happened. Uh, yeah. So they hold didn't mean to change after they saw that. Yeah, the 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 other the pe- pe- uh, okay. people, but he didn't care though because the action was already committed, and I and I realized that a, uh, I realized at that time that um, character is very important. So it doesn't matter if you are a police officer or a lawyer or anything like that, right? A character of a person says a lot, right? And mm. he didn't have any character. He didn't mm. have any integrity. He didn't have any of any any of that because if he did, if you are going to arrest somebody for whatever reason, mm. you know, go ahead and do it. But there's no reason to physically assault somebody. Yeah, yeah for sure. And to exert your power in that type of way. Yeah, so it is what sure. it is now. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's a good subject to like your support sure. system because I know you needed to lean on people at that time. Sure. So what did your support system look like Back then and also now. Sure. So, you know, support system back then, I'll be 100% transparent. Not many people knew. Um, so at the time, you know, I stayed with my ex-girlfriend's um, mom. So mm-hmm. she was, you know, cool. And then my, also my mom, like my mom, I love her to death. She's always been there. And so my mom is not from here. So she didn't understand at the time. She thought that my life was ruined. She did mm-hmm. not understand it. Um she did not get it, but she was there. Mm-hmm. She supported me. She tried to assist me the to the best um, way that she could and that she knew how to. Um, and so I really appreciate that. And so at the time, I didn't have you know much of a, a support system, so to speak, but I had a few people in my corner that I loved them to death. Mm-hmm. Um, I did mention early on that I do come from like a two parent household, but my father's not really active in my life, so you know I didn't have him to kind of turn to, and so. I've been through a lot, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm still standing and I was just able to, you know, make the best of it. And I think now I have a stronger support system within myself uh, as well as like my family and then my extended family, which are like my friends. Right. Um, I have a lot of people in my corner who are rooting for me, who I know that I can come to them about specific things. And honestly, I know some people feel like they may not have like, you know, a support system. But if you don't, it is what it is. Right. Support yourself, right? Mm. At the end of the day, you came into this world by yourself, unless you're a twin or something. But you know what I mean, right? You came into this world by yourself. You have to figure life out by yourself. As shitty as it may feel within the moment, you know, you have to do what it is that you need to do to better yourself and your situation. Nah, I hear you on that one. So what's your philosophy in life, though? So uh, that's a great question, man. Um, My philosophy um, on life in general is to follow your passion, uh, live within your purpose, and everything else will follow. And what I mean by that is there are so many people who have like all these hidden talents and they like to do certain things, but they don't do it enough and they don't do it on a consistent basis. They spend a lot of time kind of like doing other things for other people or, you know, going to work, right? And doing everything that other people tells them to do instead of really focusing on what it is that they like to do and what it is that they want to do, right? And by doing the things that you like to do on a consistent basis, you will find out what your purpose is. I hear like way too much times like way too often um that people don't really know what they want to do like people don't really know anything actually but that's because they don't spend enough time with themselves um and doing a lot of inner work to really find out what you like doing and so by doing all of that you'll find your purpose and then 
everything else will follow. Mm -hmm. Like you'll become like a magnet, so to speak, right? When you start really doing the things that you need to do, everything else will align. I firmly believe in it. Um, I firmly believe in it because everything, there's so many things that I've literally spoke into existence, but not only just speaking, right? Doing the work, right? You know, faith without works is dead. So in life in general, you have to make sure that whatever it is that you enjoy doing, that you do it on a consistent basis so that you can see the result, right? All that stuff like money and all this stuff, it will follow, it will come. So I never focus on like money, man. Mm -hmm. I don't focus on that at all. Yeah, and that's wonderful, man. And yo, I wanted to say I appreciate you for this being authentic, man. Like yeah. I'm really loving this. Like I wasn't really <laughs> expecting all of this, to be <laughs> honest with you. Bro, yeah. So that's dope, man. Yeah. And um, you know, you, you you mentioned a few things, right? Um, you know, you get like your early um goals and stuff like that, your early experiences and also like your culture, background, stuff like that. Yeah. So I know there's gaps, so let's let's kind of like fast forward to the present time. Um, how like how did it, these things kind of led to like your 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 current career, right? And what it's like for you, like how did you land there? Cool, cool. So I feel like for me, I've always knew at a very young age, I never wanted to be average or mediocre. Um, I I just knew, right? Like I looked at like um, different people, so I was like a big like Little Wayne fan, right? I don't <laughs> glorify celebrities by any mean, mm -hmm. but I looked at celebrities, especially growing up in a in the '90s, right? Like BET and 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 it was the other ones, MTV, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, I used to watch it on a consistent basis, but I used to look at their lifestyle, right? And I used to be like, how can I acquire this, right? Like I, I'm not going to rap, I don't really sing, um, I enjoy the arts, but what is it that I can do, right? And so I really didn't know what, what it is that I wanted to do. So I just saw the angle, right? Like I just saw like the cars and like the money and the property and all that other stuff. So I knew that any person who was mediocre or average, they don't obtain things like that. So how can I obtain things like that? So it's always been in my mind to do better, to get better, right? Mm. Um, and so in my career, interestingly enough, I kind of fell into this. Um, mm -hmm. So I went to college and I majored in um, financial econ and stats. Um, so a lot of math. And stats is hard, yeah. man. Hang on, hold <laughs> I hate stats. <laughs> I know a lot of people do. Um, you know, stats. And, um, and so... I was, I won't say like I'm the best in math, but I'm good at it. I'm good enough to, for it, for me to make a career out of it. So, um, I started in corporate finance and then I, I didn't necessarily like it. Like I was good at my job, but I didn't enjoy it. And so mm. that's when around, I found, I started to figure out about like media advertising tech and like, you know, how can I actually get into this? At the time I was working at a startup company, um, and then I got laid off mm. and then I was just like. This was my first time getting laid off. I did not know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. I've been working since I was 15, 16 years old. I've been working for a very young, uh, at a very young age. And so I didn't know what it is not to work. Yeah. So I was unemployed for nine months. And that nine months, I was applying to so many jobs. but And it was crazy. Mm -hmm. But at the time, I didn't really understand what it is that I wanted to do. I was just applying to jobs because I needed to work. And then I, a recruiter reached out to me um, from Twitter, and then I got my first opportunity to work at that company and was the best experience of my life. And so I realized like, hey, I can just use all the skills that I have, technical, analytical, in tech companies, in, a, in tech companies to do whatever. And I think a lot of people don't realize that it's, it's fairly easy to kind of go into the tech environment. You just need to know how to position yourself mm. um, in the right and appropriate way. So I never would have envisioned me being where I'm at now, but honestly, I'm happy yeah. <laughs> for sure. That's what's up, man. Yeah. I, I like the fact that you mentioned like how you use certain skills that you already had or you used it from like pr previous jobs. 
and you was able to kind of like finesse it and yeah. kind of create your own position away or just say like, hey, I'm an asset because of these following reasons. A lot of people don't know how to do that. Nah, you have to sell yourself. Like mm-hmm. I talk to people kind of like, on, on especially on LinkedIn, because people reach out to me all the time um, mm-hmm. and kind of ask me like, hey, can you look at my resume? I'm always willing and to look at people's resume because I know how it is, right? I know how it is to feel stuck and kind of don't know what to do. But I always tell people like, because people come to me like, oh, well, I don't have like sequel. And I tell people, I understand that you don't have sequel, but what is it that you have? Mm. What skills do, do you have that can be an asset, right? Because you can learn sequel. But what are those like soft skills that you have, mm. right? In order to position yourself, because we all got to start somewhere. And the thing about it is, is that in my current role and in all my previous positions, they didn't have like this one-to-one background, right? I was working with somebody that had like a history background, right? And they're working in um, ad sales, oh, finance, wow. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> it doesn't necessarily matter your your um, college degree. It doesn't mm. matter if you're able to position yourself, learn the skills that you need to, and really have an understanding, for example, of like media and advertising, right? You're ahead of the game. You know, mm. you don't need to have all your, you know, eggs in a basket lined up correctly or feel like you need to be 100% in order for you to go after things. So people wait a lot. They wait and they spend a lot of time kind of like, I don't have anything. I'm going to just wait or I'm not going to apply. No, you apply, but you don't just mindfully, mindlessly apply. Yeah. You make sure that you really understand what you have to offer and position yourself as well as staying on target as to what they're looking for too as well and just selling yourself a lot of people don't know how to like sell themselves man yeah and you got to walk with intentions like that's yeah. that's pretty much it too um so, as yeah as far as your, your current career like tell me more about like your day-to-day or your remote in person sure so my uh current job right now i'm a senior global analyst at twitch amazon um, and I started this position about a year ago, um, and I was fortunate enough to, you know, get this position. So I'm very great, grateful for it. Mm-hmm. And so I work, um, within the pricing and yield management team. Um, long story short, I kind of, um, uh, help with data insights, um, as well as do a lot of ad hoc requests for like different teams. So sales, operations, engineering, the whole purpose of my team <laughs> is to, um, help like sales team and within our organization in terms of like pricing, creating rate cards, um, answering any questions they may have. Um, and I really enjoy my job, um, as well. You know, I'm able to kind of work on different projects, um, work with different people, communicate, uh, with different people from all over the world, because this is like a global company so I work with various team um, and it's great because now we're like integrated with Amazon so you know I, I work with a lot of different um, people so that's always nice that's what's up and you remote or in person so I'm actually remote um, okay. I've been remote since I've started that's um, dope. yeah man like and now I actually heard that um, I will be remote for uh, a while now yeah, so that's good <laughs> yeah so are you able to like do things that you couldn't do if you was in person yes I'll tell you that I'm able to leave my desk and do laundry you know that's what's like, up. you know and go to doctor's office yeah and I think like the amazing thing about it is like See, when I, before I became remote, it was always ingrained in me by like my previous bosses and managers that, no, you guys can't work from home because they always thought that you wouldn't be able to work, right? Like you go home, your productivity is going to go down. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. Interestingly enough, when we all started to work from home, uh, I was reading like a a article and they were saying that productivity, you know, increased. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was really thinking about it like, yeah, like now you have more time to kind of do what it is that you need to do, right? You probably work more because you're working from home. And so I enjoy working from home. I do miss like seeing people, my coworkers and things like that. But, you know, 
I like it. All right, that's cool, man. And you mentioned that you was there for about a year. So, like, um, yeah. when COVID was happening, like, did it impact you in some way? Like, what was that like for you? No, fortunately enough, COVID did not impact me at all. But I know a lot of people close to me were impacted. I actually got hired into my uh, position uh, during the midst of, of COVID. That's so yeah. I just transitioned from, you know, one job into another job. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm grateful, right? And so, but it's, I, I like to say this too, um, I got the job because I knew somebody um, who's my friend and also my was my previous coworker at my last job. And so really having a good network um, is very important. Um, is very important, especially during this whole like pandemic situation, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> nah, same here. I, I got hired too. And in, uh, in the pandemic and I was able to get that opportunity because of networking. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it's important. It's a hundred. It's important. Yeah. I think it's more important than your resume. No, for sure point. though. For sure though. And, um, let me ask you this though. You mentioned early on that, how like this opportunity kind of fell in your lap. So, did you always envision that something like this was happen or you had like other stuff in mind or other stuff that you feel like now nah, I was trying to reach to this goal, but this kind of like fell in my lap? Sure. So like once I got that opportunity, um, as I mentioned, which was my first opportunity into like a, the tech world at Twitter, I knew I wanted to stay within a tech space. Mm-hmm. And so after I, I left uh, Twitter, I went to another tech company, but it wasn't much progression for me mm-hmm. and so i knew right like i didn't get like promoted um like in january so i was mm-hmm. just like you know what it is what it is i need to look for better opportunities and you know just see what's out there because i knew what i wanted my next step to be mm-hmm. so i literally wrote everything out um i wrote all, i write all my goals out i write everything that I want to accomplish out like by detail. If I want to save, for example, $10,000 next month, I'll write it out because mm. you need to be able to see it, not only know, but also see it on a day-to-day basis mm. as a reminder so that you know what you're, what you're actually going towards, right? Um, and so when this opportunity came, I wasn't like surprised or anything like that because I knew that I was, I laid everything out to get this opportunity it was just more so whether or not i was prepared right mm. so prepare <laughs> that's what's up preparation is everything yeah man. it's everything or and also like you know i have the 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 pleasure to to be connected with you on social media right yeah, man <laughs> so i see that you into fashion so like where do you get your sense of inspiration from yeah so um <laughs> it's so funny because um I know, I know, I know how to dress, right? I know I know how to that dress. Um, I love it. However, like, you know, people around me have always liked my sense of style and always wanted me to like be more active on social media and, and, and post fit pics and do all this other stuff. And so I was just like, hey, one day, uh, December 2020, I'll never forget because I made a lot of uh, promises to myself, right? Mm-hmm. One of the promises was I was going to get active on Instagram and I was going to, you know, build my platform up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I don't necessarily want people to look at me like some type of influencer, so to speak, <clears throat> mm-hmm. but I do understand what it comes uh, comes with it. And so whatever you take from my page, hopefully it's positive, mm-hmm. um, no negativity, even if you come for a fit pick or you come for my inspirational messages or my motivational messages and my gym stuff and all the other stuff, I truly appreciate you. And so my inspiration, uh, interestingly enough, I think the only person that I think that really gets fly on a a level that I appreciate is Pharrell. Okay. But you know, um, you know, I appreciate anybody that is able to, that has their own aesthetic and that mm-hmm. is original to them. I don't care what you wear. You could wear Forever 21 or you could wear 
Hermes all the time. As long <laughs> as long as you know how to put your outfits together, mm. me and you are perfectly fine. So <laughs> I get my inspiration from like architecture, different colors and stuff like that. I really dress based on how I like, you know, feel, you yeah, know. That's what's <laughs> up, man. And what is fashion for you though? Fashion is a way to express um, myself. Um, it's just a way, right? Sometimes it's like, for example, like today it's like cold outside and mm -hmm. it's like, you know, kind of dark outside. And like, I'm like, yeah, it's full. So I'm going throw on these brown pants and stuff like yeah. that because colors make me feel a, a, a certain type of way. Mm -hmm. I don't know if most people feel like that, but for me, I'm you. like, yeah, colors make me feel some type of way. If like I put red on, I'm going to be a totally different yeah. person. You feel <laughs> me? If I have yellow on, I'm a totally different person, man. So yeah. I'm all about that. You know, colors to me give me energy. Mm -hmm. And so how I express myself is through, you know, clothing, colors, you know, yeah, all types of stuff going on, man. Now I feel you. Like when it's raining, like I definitely wear like my my go to color is navy, navy blue. Right, it's not too dark, but you know, like hey, I'm not already. No, my mood is not already there. You feel yeah. me? So and even like my whole demeanor changed. So I'm lazy. My body is kind of like well, I'm wearing like pink or like purple or something. You know, you want to be, be seen. Yeah, I want to yeah. be seen. You, you want to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, man. Yeah, bro. Um, you mentioned Pharrell and stuff like that. So I know he has his own personal style, and, I, and me yeah. personally too. I like the way he dresses and stuff like that. Yeah. And also, he did he like, he does a lot of collabs with G Star. Does he own G Star? Well, I don't know if he owns G Star. I don't uh -huh. really follow his life per se, uh -huh. but I know he's done things with G Star, okay. and he has his own like skincare line too. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I think what I really like about Pharrell is that his style is authentic mm -hmm. and I like I like I like that anything yeah. that he puts on whether I would wear it or not it, it looks good on him mm -hmm. so I appreciate that and I've like I like everything he's done for the culture yeah for <laughs> sure and how do you define your personal style because he has his own personal style so yeah. like how will you define it ah oh, that's an interesting question because yeah. I don't I don't really know man mm -hmm. like I don't really know what I would define my style as but a lot of people have said like it's like modern streetwear. Mm. So I'm from Brooklyn. So you will one. so you will catch me in a Yankee fitted. You feel me? <laughs> like you will catch me in a Yankee fitted, but you probably won't catch me in Tim's because I let that go a long time ago. <laughs> but you could catch me in some nicer boots, so to speak. But yeah. um, yeah, like modern street streetwear. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. Got you. And how do your other passions intertwine with your fashion? I think naturally, I'm a creative uh, person at heart you know i like you know architecture colors and going to museums and going to shows and doing all that other stuff going to different events um and i think for me personally it kind of shapes who i am as a person and how i express myself you know through clothes and and everything like that and so um i think it's kind of important to really find out who you are as a person right because that will show um, through your clothes mm. that will show on your everyday, you know, basis. I think that whether people think about it or not, um, every decision that you make is for a reason, mm. <laughs> you know, you don't just, like you said, you wore Navy because it's like raining outside. Cause mm. you realize how Navy makes you feel yeah, yeah, when you wear that, whether you sure. subconsciously thought about it or not, it mm. is what it is. Um, yeah. I think that's yeah. Kinda, yeah. And sometimes people judge you too, based on like how you look like too, you know? So sometimes like even like, even like if you want to take it down to like job interviews, now I'm gonna wear like a Nike tech suit. So like I work in a school, I'm a school social worker, so I'll be telling my kids all the time, like, hey, look, you walk into this building with your hoodie on, right? Without the uniform, you're already setting the tone for the rest of the day. You're already telling staff without really talking that, hey, you don't wanna be here, that you don't respect them, right? So just teaching those things at an early age, like you need True. to be aware of like what you wear, right? We're not judging you, 
but you need to know where you at because some in certain spaces you're giving off mm-hmm. a, a certain type of vibe. So like, I'm glad you brought that up actually, mm-hmm. um, man, because it is very important. And so I started my career in corporate, and so I was wearing suits all the time, mm-hmm. believe it or not. And I still wear suits now because I do enjoy wearing suits. There'll eventually come a point in time, and I tell all my friends that know me that I'll just wear suits all mm-hmm. day, every day, because <laughs> I want to be that older guy. Yeah. But it is very important to kind of dress the way you want people to address you. Mm-hmm. And I know people say that all the time, like, you know, people should just give me respect and all this stuff. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. But you need to dress a certain type of way. When I dress in a suit, can't nobody tell me nothing, bro. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, can't I can't tell myself anything, but nobody can tell me anything. When I walk in, into the room, people naturally gravitate you in general. Like, people are curious. If you're the only person that's in a suit in a room, you're going to stand out. So yeah. it is very important to really understand that. Like, of course, you know, you dress the way that you dress on a day-to-day basis, but the same way you dress to the beach, the same way you dress to an interview, and the same way that you dress on a day-to-day basis, you know, it will change. Now for sure, I'm like, oh, who's that? That's so who that? <laughs> That's funny. And as um technology evolves, right? Um, what are like your views on social media? So I'm a little biased on this because I am so on social media, right? I, I I'm on social media on Instagram, and I do appreciate what social media has done, right? It's giving people with no voice a voice or giving people the opportunity to have a voice, right? To show what it is that they want to show. See, what people don't understand is that like on social media, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or whatever case may be, people are just showing you like a blurb, you know, a snapshot or whatever it is that they want to show you, right? And so it is what it is at that point, right? Because you don't really know people for who they are, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that social media is great because it gives people the opportunity, but I think that's the negative side also. Like you don't really know who people are. You don't really know what their intentions are. You know, it's a digital space. People can show you whatever face that they want to show you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a different thing when, you know, back in the day, you know, when I was going to uh, high school, there was like this thing called Sconex. If you know, you know, Sconex probably lasted like over the summer. Right. Mm-hmm. But that was a platform for you to be able to meet people that you were going to like school with before you actually went to school with. And then like, you know, you had MySpace and then Facebook and all this other stuff, but it was just connecting people, right? Connecting all types of people, whether you went to the same school, whether you knew my friend that went to other school, but now it's just a little different. And I just think because we have like younger generation on social media and you know, they yeah. post anything on social media, man. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, TikTok, like I, I was there when it first kind of like, surface and i ain't really like i ain't really see it going that far now it's like everywhere now like kids are making because first it was like i came across tiktok when i was at this elementary school and the kids was coming up to me like hey look i'm look at my tiktok video now it's like it's going to adults and it's like it's, it's like a whole wave i ain't know it was gonna get to this point and now people are using the ways and to, to advertise certain things to promote their business I didn't think it was going to do that because yeah. Snapchat is similar to TikTok. So I'm thinking, oh, this is just, you know, another Snapchat or whatever. Well, yeah. honestly, bro, let me stop you real quick. <laughs> so Snapchat is a little different. And I'll tell you mm-hmm. why it's a little different. Because on Snapchat, you, it's it's kind of like uh, if Instagram decided to add, like, okay, you could just re- record yourself for like whatever seconds and then it will just disappear, right? Mm-hmm. So people see something for a small period of time and then it kind of goes away, right? Mm-hmm. TikTok 
was able to position themselves to kind of be like the ultimate video platform. And mm. I think that that's where it kind of blew up, right? Like you go on TikTok and you could record whatever it is that you want to record, whether you like dancing slowly. I, I don't understand that. Um, <laughs> or you're like a mouth, you know, mouth singing or whatever. And like, there's like all types of different people. Like you have like older guys on there, like, you know, mm. wilding out. But mm. I say that all to say, like, it just gives people the opportunity to kind of just, you know, record their videos and to just post it. I'm I'm on TikTok. I don't really use it that much because mm. it's not really my scene. Yeah. But I do understand what it's done within the space um, in general. Yeah. Um, but I think it's like completely like Snapchat. Snapchat. I, I don't I don't really like Snapchat. That's probably my, my least favorite, least favorite. platform. So, yeah. Speak, yeah, I used to like it a lot because like the, the different filters like they had like the dog filter and stuff like that. And yeah. It's kind of be funny. Now, like, I don't even use it no more, actually. Like, yeah. I don't even use it like that. Um, and TikTok, I've been trying to get on it, but it's just... It's a uh, lot, man. It's a lot. It's time-consuming. Like, you, like you have, there's a lot of stuff you have to learn. It's like, it's really, like, people who not use TikTok, that's a skill. Mm -hmm. It is you a skill. You know what I mean? Like Being on social media, like, I didn't realize how much work it was until I was, like, really on social media. Mm -hmm. Because it's a lot of work, you know, especially when you're putting out, like, video content and you have to edit your videos. It's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. And so I have a lot of respect for um, content creators in general because... You spend a lot of time, man. Yeah. Like you spend a lot of time, and uh, most times when you're first starting out, you're not really seeing the fruits of your labor. Labor, you know, like this is not like a short term thing at all. You need to, if you're gonna want to be on social media, you have to understand that this is kind of gonna be a long term before you start seeing any type of results. Mm -hmm. But for me, I got on social media because I wanted to work with brands. See, I work with brands on a corporate level, but mm -hmm. I wanted to work with brands on a personal level too as well, right? And so that's why I'm on social media as well as connecting and meeting different people within a, um, you know, and building out my network, so to speak. And I've met a lot of like dope individuals. Yeah, so for sure. Really appreciate that. And um, when do you feel like social media is too much? Yeah, because I, I think we all have our, you know, our breaking points. Yeah. When people like decide like, hey, you yeah. know. I'm gonna do this, and that creates a whole wave of like, nah, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. Oh, you cancel now? <laughs> yeah. So let me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna attack this question in several ways. Cancel culture is fake. Mm. I don't like cancel culture at all. It's just it doesn't make any sense to me. People should be able to say what it is that they want to say. If you agree with them or not, that's up to you. But to cancel somebody. A lot of people are not going to agree with everything that you say, for sure. but you just don't have the platform and for them to cancel you. People feel a lot of times that once you amass such a great following that you have like this due diligence, right? To people that support you, which you do. But this is why I always say, no matter who you follow and look to for inspiration, understand that they are not your God. You are your only God. Mm -hmm. The only person that you need to follow is you and God, if you believe in God, and that is it. To a T. And so you don't need to put all your faith into one person because yeah. people make mistakes. People say stuff. If you know, they try to cancel Kanye all the time. Mm -hmm. But look at him. Yeah. You can't cancel Kanye. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You can't cancel him. The thing about it is that I may not agree with everything that Kanye says, but I have respect for him. Yeah. Because he says what it is that he wants to say, whether I like it or not, right? And he's a billionaire, right? You even if you don't like somebody, you have to understand like if a person is is successful. You have to really try to figure out how did they become successful, right? For sure. Doesn't matter if you agree with every point that they say or anything like that, but you have to get down to the meat of it and what, you know. And for me, I take social media breaks all the time. I probably take social media breaks from, you know, more than most people, influencers, so to speak, uh, because I need time to pull away. I'm not that type of person to just give my energy to 
100% to just one thing. If I feel burnt out, I will take a break and that's it. Yeah, like, for sure. you know, I have people hit me up all the time. Like, yo, bro, where you at? And like, I'm here. I just not on Instagram right now. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. And I'm glad you mentioned two things. You mentioned Kanye West and you also mentioned, um, you know, you giving yourself a break. So like, that's a good segue to the next question. How you take care of your mental health, right? So before you even answer that question, with Kanye... A lot of people forget that he's bipolar. Yeah. That's a mental health disorder. So, yep. like, certain things he's going to have. Sometimes he's going to have mood swings, especially if he's not taking his medication. He's not on therapy. And I feel like a lot of people forget about that. They mm-hmm. they just see things in black and white. They don't really see the gray areas. So, so true, bro. I'm glad you brought that up, too, because people do forget that Kanye West does have, like, a mental illness. illness. And he said it, you know, multiple times. And I have respect because, you know, can't nobody shame you for something that you put out there, right? But I think people forget about it, like you said, to, to prove their point. But at the end of the day, like we need to understand that Kanye is his own person. And so he's going to say whatever it is that he want to say. I have respect for people being themselves, mm-hmm. whether I agree with you or not. I have respect for that. I have respect for people who authentically are able to verbalize who they are, what they like to do, whether I would do it or not. For but sure. I like you being you because I don't want you to be like everybody else, right? Everybody is in the same echo chamber, listening to the same thing, dressing the same way. Yeah. They don't even know. They're so far away from themselves. They don't even know who they are. Yeah, for so, sure. So, nah, bro. I have a lot of respect for you know Kanye West, man. Like, yeah. In terms of me taking care of my mental health is um, I work, so I, I follow like a, a ridiculous regimen to most people, but I started working <laughs> out like crazy. You know, I've come from an athletic background and I kind of let myself fall off. But in terms of like improving my consistency and being a better version of myself, I knew for a fact that I had to start working out, right? And so I went through like a journey. I lost a lot of weight. I lost like 65 pounds, 70 pounds. Mm. Um, working out is uh, it's like rehabilitation for me, man. Like mm. when I'm stressed out, I worked out. If I'm having a bad day, I work out. If I'm having a great day, I work out. And it just brings me a lot of mental clarity. You know, I meditate. You know, I spend a lot of time outdoors in, in like in sun around plants, just mm-hmm. rejuvenating, man. Like it's very important to just be still. You know, I spend a lot of time alone. I know a lot of people, but I spend a lot of time alone with just my own thoughts um, because I really feel like it's important to really know yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, like can't nobody help you, man. Like nobody can help you. And I know people always say, like, I need friends or I need to do this and I need, like, family and I need that. But, like, what happens when you don't have none of that? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? Do you just crumble? Yeah. So, like, for me, it, I, like, my mental health is, like, the top for me. My mental health is just as important as my physical health. Yeah. And I think of sharing that, too, because I feel like sometimes people feel like you need a lot of support or you need, you know, this person or whatever to kind of uplift you. But you need to sometimes uplift yourself. You need to find that something because sometimes... People forget, like, sometimes you're alone for a good amount of the week, right? Sometimes you yep. may not be able to call your loved one or whatever because they may got something going on. So sometimes you just, you, you just need, those, need those coping skills and just really hang on to those things and, you know, try your best to hang in there until true, things get better, you know? <laughs> nah, true. Like, it's a yeah. working process. Yeah. So. People don't know how to uh, spend time by themselves. Like, people feel like they need to just pack in their days with, like, other people. Mm-hmm. But that's not good. That's not good to, like be around all the people all the time. You have to be still with yeah. yourself. Like the important, I can't stress the importance of that because how can you know yourself if you're always around other people? people for sure. <laughs> nah, for real, <laughs> for <no>. real how? <laughs> and um, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years or so? 
Um, definitely within the next 10 years, I see myself, you know, not working like my nine to five. Um, I think for me, it's very important to kind of lay out the foundation in terms of like what it is that I know that I ultimately want to do. So I don't have it all figured out and I won't say that I do, but I do know that for me, my gifts to give the world is to help people in whatever way. And so if that, if, if that means me helping you get a better sense of style, then that's it. You know, for me, I hopefully by then I'll have like, you know, my own product or service to share with you guys. Right. Because I am working on some stuff right now um, and just kind of living fully within my purpose, you know, for fully sure. ingrained, 10, to- 10 toes down and just, you know, what it is that I enjoy doing, man. All right. And do you have any special projects coming up? Yeah. Uh, great question. So um, like I just mentioned, I am working on like a clothing product. Um that I'll be dropping uh, soon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, you Definitely know, it's been, a, that. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. And look, I've started and stopped so many times. So I don't want to give you guys the impression that of anything, right? I've started and started, I started and started and stopped so many times. But to me, it's not a failure because I haven't quit yet. Um, and the only way that you can fail is if you quit and if you stop, right? Mm-hmm. And so get out of your head, do what it is that you need to do. And I'm speaking to myself and I'm speaking to you guys too. <laughs> it is what it is. And so I know it's just inherent fair within like myself. And I know other people probably experience that, right? Because it doesn't really matter about what other people think, right? I don't get any issue from like other people. Most of the times when I feel some type of way, is me and it's just self brought. Yeah. So yeah, like I have that and I'm just, you know, I hopefully uh, you guys enjoy the product that I drop, but it will be coming from a great place. Though. That's what's yeah, up, man. man. Or I can't wait. <laughs> and um, lastly, what is one piece of advice that you can give to the audience out there that are tuning in right now? Words of encouragement, spoken words, anything you feel like they need to hear at this point? Cool, cool, great. Um, I think for me, the ultimate thing is to live within your purpose. You know, I can't stress the importance of that at all. Like fully live within your purpose, right? Don't do things because you think it's cool. Don't do things because other people are doing it. Don't do, don't not do something because you see somebody else doing it. There's room for you too as well, right? I could walk outside my building right now and pass like 10 Chinese stores, right? It doesn't matter. 10 bodegas. It doesn't matter. There's room for you to do what it is that you need to do. So don't ever feel like you can't do something because somebody else is doing that. If you know that this is what you want to do, trust me, everything else will unfold after that. So just fully live, um, you know, your purpose. I really stress that a lot. Yeah. And then if someone wants to get in contact with you, what is the best way for them to do so? Yeah, you guys can follow me. I'm, I'm active on um, Instagram as uh, west.lux. Um, and then also you can follow me on LinkedIn. Um, it's Weston Gaspard. So my first and last name. Um, yeah, just feel free to reach out. I'm always willing to like connect with people, help you, whether it's like style, you know, fashion, you know, career stuff. Um, you know, I do have like a, a relatively good network. And then just in terms of like personal, I'm always down to like kick it and link up and just, you know, meet people. That's what's up, man. And yo, thank you for coming through, man. Yeah. And it's dropping like it's all this information, all this knowledge, man. I love it, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, Kev. Like, keep doing what you're doing, man, because, look, you motivate me, man. You motivate <laughs> me. Trust me. No, I appreciate that. Before we go, show some love for your favorite podcast by leaving us a review. Remember, you can connect and follow us on our social media pages to stay informed. Links will be provided in the episode notes. Thank you for tuning in. Remember this. This is the only podcast that speaks facts.